Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Work podcast and day 11 of the big social media fast. Over the next 40 days, I'm fast in social media because you can and you should, and it's a thing. And I'm reaching out to 40 people that have impacted and changed my life and meant something to me and made me cry and made me laugh and transformed me. <laughs> people that I love, people that I laugh with, people that I learn from, uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, I want you to do the same thing, man. I want you, you know, if you can, man, to reach out to the people that love you instead of liking and hearting and DMing and, and just blowing through your relationships on the digital. Um, get in there and mix it up a little bit. Um, Michelle Fluke is uh, day 11, a beautiful counselor and spiritual director and wonderful friend living in Orlando, Florida with her lovely husband, Bill, who's a huge music connoisseur. Um, if you need a spiritual director, if you need a counselor, Michelle is it. She's fantastic. Um, I met her along my journey of becoming a certified spiritual director, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, about that. But she also has this great line, uh, freedom from being hemmed in by fear. Freedom from being hemmed in by fear. And I just love that. Um, so you'll hear more about that because we'll talk about um We'll talk about how to, you know, kind of move deeply into relationships and, uh, you know, how to finesse that stuff. So, hey, you're fantastic. If you need me, I'm JR, JRMan.com, JRMAHON.com. And Michelle Fluke is now. This is Michelle, my dear friend. Michelle, what do you do for a living? Um, like, how do I make money? Is well, that what that means? Well, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because because right, 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 right. I mean, right now you're kind of transitional, but what what are you doing? How's yeah. that? What are you doing? Yeah. So, okay, that's better. Um, right now, I am a full time graduate intern at the Oviedo Counseling Clinic in Orlando, Florida, and I am a grad student at Reformed Theological Seminary, pursuing a master's in counseling. Damn. And so, so my life is my my life is mostly about learning about God, learning about sitting with people, and then actually getting to sit with people um, each week. Yeah, so that's so, what I'm doing. Yeah, so this is a very God centered uh, master's counseling program, right? That's that's a be- the best way to say it. Yeah, it is. It's very much in line with um, Larry Crabb and Dan Allender and, and of course, J.R. Mann's work. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's very much uh, not like, hey, come in for 10 sessions and let's figure out what you're behaviorally doing wrong and fix it. It's more journeying with people um, as they either believe or don't believe in the Lord, either way. Um, but with the accompaniment of God, at least in my counseling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and trying to lead them into, to greater freedom in Christ and healing. Um, yeah. The, um, okay. So you and I meet and we'll get, and we're going back to that. We're going back to that spot, but let's give everybody an idea. So you and I meet, it's 2018 right now. You and I meet like I, I'm horrible as you know, with time, like I can't do timeline to save my life. I forget how old I am. What what do we meet like four years ago? You're old. You're super old. Thank you. We met. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I know exactly when we met. We met August of 2014. Okay, so four years ago, August, and you and I go to a Larry Crab has what's called the School of Spiritual Direction, and there's two 
phases of the school and then coursework in and around those two. But we meet in a classroom in, where the hell were we, West Virginia? Where Asheville, oh, Asheville, North Carolina. Dude, I said West Virginia. Oh, man. Um, okay, so we're in Asheville. What planet are we on? Yeah, um. dude. We meet, we meet at the Billy Graham, the Billy Graham, what, the Billy Graham Retreat Center? I don't know nothing today, man. Something like that. Yeah. So Something we like that. and there's like a group of like what was it like thirty of us? Yeah, about thirty, I think twenty five, thirty. And I was convinced, and I don't know about your experience, but when I walked in to this group of thirty people, I was like, first off, what the hell am I doing here? And uh, and I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what your experience was, but you know, my experience was a, I wanted to be there because I really wanted to up my game in the whole spiritual direction land. Um, and you know, obviously Larry Crabb would have been a way to do that. Uh, wh- you know what, what I'm doing with the conservative evangelicals another story, but, um, but, uh, but that's our experience. So the first time, like, do you remember the first time we met or no? Like the first time we like started talking? Um, oh, not like what my first impressions of you were. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Do I the, shared those with you so many times. Yeah, do do the first impressions. Very good. Let's 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 see yeah. where you're at. Go so ahead. when I walked into the room and I looked around, I was like, "Holy goodness! Where's where's my peer? Where where am I? I don't I don't find anyone in this room that looks anything like me. There was a lot of older people, mostly probably mostly men. Question mark. I'm not sure that's true. Um, the older people, and I remember we had to do this, uh, I think we had to share our red dot, little Larry Crab language. I don't know how he framed it, but basically it was like, where are you now? What are you bringing in? Something like that. Yeah. And But it was like, do it in a minute or two, and we were going around the room, and I'm continually like, kind of, where are my people? I don't know where I am. And then it was your turn, <laughs> and I was like okay, he's kind of scary. You used words like rogue. And and then on my right, of, you know, right next to me was my our dear friend Pam. And we go back to our room that night. Pam was my roommate. And I just met Pam maybe an hour or two before we walked into that room and met each other because her and I were roommates um, not knowing each other. They just put us together. And I remember her saying, oh, I love that JR guy. And I was like, JR? Like, the guy that was wearing the black shirt that talked about being broke? Like, really? <laughs> I'm scared of you. <laughs> so that was my first impression. The, uh, um, my, my first impression of you um, was that you were very open and honest. And I, well, I mean, I immediately fell in love with three people that day. One was our good friend, John, Pam, who's crazy as hell and God, God love her. Uh, and, and I've, and I fell in love with you. Everybody else. I was like, who gives a shit? I mean, who, who, you know, whatever, but the, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, and I, and I kind of like Larry, I mean, I kind of like Larry, but what's funny to me is like, okay, so we're over the next 40 days as I, fa- I'm fasting social media and being super intentional of every single day about calling somebody and recording a podcast about relationships or what you do or the cool thing about you or whatever that hell you, but here's the crazy thing about it. Like as that day is a real marker for me in my life, because it was like, it was like the possibility of new relationship, but the possibility of new relationship inside of like a single passion, because like, listen, I had gone to, I had worked in the television business and and by and large, everybody was passionate about TV, but I had never had this experience where we were all kind of seeking 
the ability to receive and give love, you know, and really quantify it in some way and then go, oh, my gosh, I can have relationships in that. And that was always been you, John and Pam. So it was it was a great it was it was a great day to meet. Uh, and believe me, we're all so damn different from one another, like crazy different. Yeah. Let me share a good story just to make sure, you know, all your listeners out there don't think you're rogue and wear black shirts all the time. Although that, that's a pretty good, pretty good summary. But our really first good, good conversation was um, kind of not till the very end. I don't know if you remember that. Like we now think Asheville, not because we, we hooked up again in Colorado in March of 2015 for Larry Crabb's next step, right? But back in Asheville, we connected, I think it was the very last night, and we had the dinner where everybody got to, you know, we had this dinner, yeah. and I was sitting, I think, next to you or near you, but then afterwards, we had kind of a spiritual direction sesh. <laughs> like, you sat down and and kind of did your did your deal and like talked to me and dove deep into my heart and totally saw me and um, I remember that for me was when I was like oh I want to stay in connection with JR man I just remember thinking how how did he just do that how did he see me so clearly and connect dots so rapidly um, that for me was when I really feel like I connected with you um, and then I think we spoke a couple of times in between August and March and basically all decided we were going to go back in March. And then that, you know, and then the rest is history. We became super close. Et cetera, yeah, it, et cetera. It's it's just great. Like for me to let to for me to give people a, a snapshot of of the people in my life over the next 40 day means that what I have to do is I have to let everybody clearly know that if you're not again, like it's not just, Oh, I like them. I want to keep talking to them. It, it's, I like you. And, and we really do learn to love and receive one another's love and obviously appropriate, you know, in appropriate ways and levels because I can, right, you know, right. this, the train gets off the track real quick, I suppose. But, um, the, I mean, that's a thing for me, man. Like that's become a real, a real thing for me to make sure that everybody in my life knows that kind of response from me. And again, this is not something that I always knew. It's not something I'm 52 years old and I feel like maybe in the last seven years, I'm just starting to get a real clear picture of how to keep relationships, how to grow relationships, how to strengthen them, how to maybe foster more of them, not, not just through me, but maybe through you or, you know, whoever. So, uh, yeah, meeting you, Pam and John was, a was a real game changer without a doubt. Yeah, and there was. Some, I really do think there was something. Um, I mean, certainly there was something supernatural about it. But then there was also the day-to-day -day hard work that that it it involved as well. Right? I think yeah. we all naturally. Uh, well, not really. Like we all didn't really naturally fit, and then we did. We all enjoyed each other. But then it's been you know it's been several years of investing and and tears and joy and everything in between. So well, yeah, I, I do think there has been. And, and here's a great here. And here's a great point to it, right? I've met all the husbands except for Pam. Well, I met John's wife. I've met your husband. I've not met Pam's husband. Every single one of you guys has been to my house. Well, John's coming the end of this month. 
Um, oh, that's great. You, you've come out twice, once with your husband. So, I mean, there's been a, a – I mean, it goes well beyond meeting in a classroom with Larry Crabb and hoping to God people oh, like yeah. us, you know, by the yeah, end. Yeah, because of- John and his wife have been to my house, and then Pam and I definitely – we've been back and forth to each other's houses a bunch. We're going to see each other next week, actually. So, yeah. So, yeah. okay, good. So that's so that's wonderful and great. Yay, yay to uh, – Yay to us and our friendship. Yeah, yay to us. Yay to us. Okay, so let's let's move back into that. Let's move. Well, first off, tell everybody about yourself. How long have you been married? How many kids? I have been married 21 years. I have two boys. Matthew is 20 and Parker is 18. And you... Um, go ahead. Go ahead. And you live like like downtown Orlando, right? You're like kind of like city Orlando people. Correct. Yeah. We're really close to downtown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, we're downtown. It's I can I I'm I probably could run downtown in about uh, it's maybe a mile for me to run downtown. Yeah, I know a lot of people around Orlando. I just don't know anybody downtown, so I always think that's kind of rad. Like that's cool. Like I know I know a chick that lives right downtown. I think that's cool to say. <laughs> Um, I don't know why. I don't know why, but that just pleases me. So there you go. Um, well, it's good to not be near Disney. I can tell you that. So that's good. Like we're nowhere near Disney. Is Disney a huge pain in the ass? Like, is that like the kind of beach pain in the ass for me as it is for you? Absolutely. Like, I mean, just traffic. You don't want to get anywhere near. I mean, no matter what day, what time, it doesn't matter. You don't want to be anywhere near there if you're in any kind of, if you need to get somewhere. Is it all the time? Is it every single day of the year? Yes. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. Yes. Like when Pam and I commute back and forth between Tampa and Orlando, we have to really think about okay, we need to avoid because there's really only one road. Yeah. Um, there's I four, and so you end up in Disney traffic. Oh, so you have geez, to. Man. Yeah. You have to yeah. be wise about that. Yeah. So I I tell everybody it doesn't matter what city you live in. Everybody's got their L A. Everybody has their everybody has their in city L A. That's like yesterday I drove back from L A. Yesterday night after being up there all day and it took me like three and a half hours to go ninety miles. So it's, it's like it's like horrible. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So to move back in the space. So a couple of questions I have for you today is like and it literally. Goes, but wait, yeah, time out. That's when you put on a JR Man podcast. So traffic for most people isn't so bad because they can listen to people like you. I don't know what you listen to, but... I listen to okay, so podcasts I listen to because people ask me. I listen to Rob Bell's podcast. I like him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I love Oprah's uh, soul thing. Her soul cast. Her soul podcast. Oh, I haven't listened to that. I love Oprah, man. Like I don't care what people say, and I know a lot, she takes a lot of heat from uh, you know some conservative Christians, but. Damn, I love that girl. She's so great. Uh, I love listening to Richard Rohr homilies. So on his podcast, he like posts his like because he does church. So not a lot of people know that Richard Rohr like actually like is a Catholic priest and like will do mass. Um, so like I I listen to his. They're hard to listen to because they're like in a church that's super echoey. But I love listening to those. But I don't like. Um, some guy told me yesterday about a podcast. His wife listens to get this, where two chicks talk about murders that they've read about and find fascinating. That's the podcast. Interesting. I know. That's, a, that's why I'm. Yeah, I'm not sure I would want to 
I don't know. That's not my genre, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's let's climb back. Uh, this these podcasts are only thirty minutes. Just so you know, we're sixteen minutes in, so you're under the gun. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So let's climb back into that space where you first got into the phone call with the heavy burden. And uh-huh. one one thing that I like to do with people is I like to uh, I just got off the phone an hour ago. I ju- just like you, I just got off the phone with a guy whose life is ripped apart. And it is sad. I mean, it is sorrowful. But there's pockets of little joy that you can see and perhaps hope, I guess, if you want to say that, um, that, you know, with some exercisable wisdom or common sense, you know, they they can get there. But here's what I want to do. I'm really I'm really into this whole thing about like, you know, Christ is like love your neighbors. And for me, this expression has become what I do with just everybody. So it's not like just going to a therapist, just going to a counselor, a psychiatrist, somebody who deals in sexual abuse or somebody who, you know what, like, yes, you can do all that. And that's fantastic. And I highly recommend it. If anybody out there, like you got some burning shit going on, like, yeah, man, go, go tap on the people that have big fat degrees on their wall. That's a thing. And I'm all about it. So don't think I'm not. But the one thing I'm really into is helping the regular folks do this one to another spiritual direction, if you will, um, one to another. What are your what are your kind of guide points or tips for folks that have relationships? They have coffee clatches, you know. They have like you know their friends are going to call you know every weekend and they're going to you know talk for a couple hours. What are some of those movements that that you've naturally come to understand through your journey as a spiritual director and now counselor that you can help the regular folks move into one another's lives a little bit more easy? Um, <laughs> is that too big? That's like, is that too that's big? That's a good question. Is that too big? Um, no, it's good. I think you know, I I marinate on a lot of things, and right now, where I find myself sitting a lot is and lingering is um just in this idea that I think our our culture is is so about fixing fix fix. I got to fix. I got to grow self-improvement. Um, and I, I'm, I think that can, for me, that can easily take over and I'll sit with somebody and I'll, I'll be thinking about how can I fix, how can I help them? How can I, you know, and I think it's really not as important that anything get fixed, but that nothing remain hidden. This is sort of a a sentence that, and I've read it. It's not mine. Well, Um, well, so let's, so let's do that again. So nothing. So say the sentence again. Nothing gets fixed. It's, it's ju- more important that nothing remain hidden, right? That then, if anything ever gets fixed, um, and the so, idea and the idea there is just to make sure that you are out loud with whatever's going on with the people around you. That's the idea there. Uh, I would actually reframe that and say that when I'm sitting with someone, I'm more interested in knowing them and being with them than I am in fixing them. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so like if you're in a Bible study or a coffee group or, you know, you had to ask like, what's that look like in just, you know, everyday relationships. And I think so often in the relationships that we're closest to, we notice the things that are wrong with those people and we tend to think, oh, I could help them. 
um, you know, your friends, your spouses, your kids, we're always, we're kind, I think we're always noticing like the things that are broken. And, um, and I think it's just easy to kind of go in any type of spiritual direction or care relationship. How can I help them? How can I fix them? And I really think that that just puts us into a bad posture with people. Um, and it takes our eye off the fact that we're, we're sitting in front of somebody who made in the image of God is worthy of incredible love and knowing. And what would it be like to really know them and to have them feel known? And I think that's where the power lies. I think that's where relationship really flies and, and there's a, and, hums. and there's a finesse there, obviously, like, like with what I do uh, for a living, again, there's a, there's a sense I have to learn to receive love, to give love. There's a finesse in getting to know people. There's a finesse in, in kind of a word turn, if you will, occasionally to help people not feel judged or to help people feel safe or to help people not feel condemned. Um, but are there, are there ways that you're actively thinking about allowing a person to know you are in fact just knowing them? Like, like, Hey man, I got a client coming in how do I, you know, what are some of my best methodologies to just kind of lean in and make sure they get that they are being loved or at least listened to? Is there, is there something of that quantity going on with you? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, there, I feel like it's not anything super profound, but I think it's, it's a matter of tracking with a person. It's a matter of feeling with that person. So really, uh, I don't, I think you really have to leave your assumptions at the door. So it's so easy to, and I think you get this because you're, you're, you're intelligent, you're quick, you get things quickly. And, and I, I have some of that. And so I think it's easy for me to assume a lot. Um, but then I completely miss the person sitting in front of me. And so they might say a word, um, yeah, they were really acting crazy. And I might know what they mean by that. I might know they mean the guy was yelling at them or whatever. But I'll slow down and I'll ask, well, tell me what you mean by crazy. Like, what were they doing? And just really inhabiting the story with them. Like, really um, slowing them down, caring about the detail. I think that gives them the chance to feel their story and it allows me to feel it with them. That's good. And then, and then they know that I, then they can know that I'm knowing them. They can know that I'm feeling them. Yeah, that's um, good. And Go ahead. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's, that's it. I like drop the assumptions, drop the expectations, stay in the story, slow down, help them feel the story. Like all those are yeah. like massive kind of finesse and practical points for when you're, coffee clatching out there with people you know I teach a spiritual direction training cohort and I'm always constantly about the practicality I'm always constantly about making sure that everybody has a pre like it's not so esoteric this is not like I'm just grabbing vapor right. and right. you know I'm just like guruing it up on the top of the mountain but I, there's a real practicality to make sure we sit and we're sitting intentionally people because I agree with you this fix it tweet it drive-through culture that we live in is really effing people up when it comes to the especially digitally with the phones right now because the rates of depression and suicide and self-harm are massive because the only thing we're doing is judging another person based on how we're or vice versa we're judging ourselves based on what we're seeing and not taking in necessarily as real story 
So I love this idea of no assumptions. I love this idea of no expectations because I really do think it bleeds out the sense of judgment and it welcomes in safety. It welcomes in like, oh, I'm, I'm okay to tell people my shit here or I'm okay to tell them that horrible story here because I'm not going to be judged. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, one other thing I think that's critical and that's that's so our human instinct, when somebody starts to feel their pain, like so if I'm sitting with somebody and I've invited them into this space and, and they're, they're describing something because I've slowed them down enough to feel it and then they feel it and then they look up and they see me, they, a lot of times, our human nature will be to uh, to jump out of that space, like, oh, that's silly, I'm fine, or laugh, or make light of it, or literally just, um, like, kind of pop out of it. And so I think even as a listener to, when I'm sitting with somebody, to just let them know, like, hey, you know, it just happened. <laughs> and, and I can do it graciously, but I can let them know, like, hey, I just saw you, and you were sad, and you just left that space so fast what happened and it's okay like they may not be able to stay in that sad place for very long or hurt or angry or whatever it is but I think it's okay to let them know that I saw that yeah that I saw because I think it helps them see it too yeah I think that it invites them to dwell and stay a little bit longer in that hard space with me the next time and that it'll be okay yeah, that's yeah, that's that's great stuff to be able to to be able to circle back on top of some emotion uh, is a big deal. What so I get a lot of people that will say to me um, that they're not they're not it's not that they don't buy the download of emotion or the download of trauma or releasing the tra- the pain and trauma and in relationship shenanigans or face shenanigans. What are some of the benefits? If somebody's listening right now and they're not really sure whether or not to engage in spiritual direction or engage in some therapy or engage in some counseling, like what's what are some of those tipping points that because I know for myself I had to be completely willing, particularly my you know, and I've talked about it on this podcast before, like my relationship with my spiritual director is always love, love, but it occasionally can be love, hate because I have to deal with the big stuff. <laughs> um, so, like, th- that's a real thing. Like, people aren't necessarily climbing up and, and, and waving their hands to deal with their stuff. What are, what's just like one of, because I know you've done some big work in, in you. Like, you've done giant, massive work uh, in your own mm-hmm. story. So, what are some of the great benefits that you can, like, hang a, hang a hat on at least for other people so that you can go, look, man, this is what happens when you, when you really start to expose yourself. Um, so you want me to speak personally, like how have I benefited? Yeah. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, for me personally, there's such a sense of, um, I I have like 10 words popping into my head at the same time. (laughs) Um, There's a lot more freedom and space for, for me um, that is just delightful. I'm not so hemmed in by fear. I'm not completely controlled by what you might be thinking about me. Um, I mean, there's remnants of all these things still. Like it's not like I'm completely free and healed in all aspects, but I definitely feel uh, more at peace with myself, frankly. Like, I know me more, and I can delight in me more. I've been so caught up in my sinfulness for a number of years and in my brokenness, 
And so I find myself moving into a more gracious space of saying, you know what, the Lord has gifted me in many ways and, and, and just delighting in, in that and not being so concerned with the bad parts of me and the, and the way you might see the bad parts of me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, that's just some of it. I don't know if that's what, I, don't, I won't go too long because I'm not sure what you were looking for. No, no, no. I'm not looking for nothing. I'm just, I, mean, that, I think that's, oh, okay. yeah, I think I, I have no assumptions and no expectations, Michelle. I just, okay. I just want to get to know you. I know, know we're you. coming up on 20. I can see my clock. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, we're probably coming up on time. I don't know. I love the fact that you feel the pressure of the clock. I guess the, um, <laughs> I guess the big thing that I, I mean, the big thing that I'm always driving at, and I know this is you too, is to be able to live undefended uh, is like a massive thing for me. And I tell people that, and I know people key in on that, particularly people that don't maybe have a a road or a journey yet into some spiritual direction or to some counseling or, or, or therapy or whatever. But man, that I like your, your phrase, hemmed in by fear. I'm not hemmed in by fear. And I think that is a... That's a damn bumper sticker because I think one of the things that's happened to me over the course of time is I've ripped open that hem by allowing a lot of the stuff that's either happened to me by choice or by trauma to be able to hit the table with somebody else that can help navigate some of the spiritual crap in my life, but also just the relationship stuff, obviously, too. So hemmed in by fear, man, that is a a delicious sentence. I appreciate that so much. Um, well, good. Okay. I made that one up too. I dude, that's, that dude, that's fan. That's the name of your book. <laughs> Hemmed in by fear by Michelle. Um, all right. You're the best. So, uh, this exercise is also about me telling you how much I love you and how much I care for you mm. and how much you've met to me and my personal shenanigans. And, uh, man, I can't see n- not doing life without you. Uh, and, and your husband too, cause he's a goof and I love him. And, um, I just, I love the way you care for me. I love the way you've loved me over the course and my kids and my wife and, uh, life is a, definitely a hell of a lot better with you in it. So thank you so much for being my friend. Gosh, yeah. It's been nothing short of great. Like, frankly, I feel very grateful to have you as a friend. All right, Michelle Fluke, Orlando, Florida. Uh, If you need a counselor, if you need a spiritual director, uh, she's your lady. Um, She's been walking the journey for a little bit. She's got a little something-something to say. Um, Yeah, valuable stuff, man. Hey, I really encourage you to pick up your phone today and call somebody and do like like words out of your mouth. (laughs) Stop touching your damn phone and and put your lips on it is is the motto that I'm coming up with over the next 40 days. Uh, Tomorrow we'll have another big show for you. Uh, I am JR Mann. I am a spiritual director, mentor. If you are tied up, bundled up, caught up, sewed up, tied up, hemmed up um, with relationships, uh, with career, with faith, I'm your guy. Give me a call. Uh, I, I do hour sessions, and uh, we can hang out. I also have a, uh, I also have a, a ministry called Tabletop that we offer pastoral care and spiritual direction for free uh, to the good people in the world. Um, and you can hit that at uh, Tabletop Online. I think it is TabletopMinistries.online, or, or go to JRMan.com and just follow the link. J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. I am J-R at M-A-H-O-N.com. JR at JRMan.com. And then there's a phone number. You can get me there in the whole nine yards. Hey, man, I love you. Uh, day, what is it, 12 tomorrow. You're the best. Talk to you soon.